What is up, everybody? Joseph here with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Super stoked to be here. Um, I gotta say, uh, okay, I'm gonna set this up, <laughs> putting Anaya on the spot. Last week when you and I finished our show, we did our taping and uh, I was inside making uh, coffee, which I shouldn't have any more of. <laughs> and you were out on your cell phone and I heard you drop an F-bomb. I can't and believe they, it's the first time, really. Are you... I gotta say, I didn't know that you you swore. Like, well, that's because I'm so good when we're here doing rad parenting because we have made a conscious decision not to swear on this show. Yeah, but if you you know spend a little more personal time with me, you you would know it's a very common occurrence. The thing that the thing that made me feel so much better was since the first day you and I met each other. I, you know, I I do swear a lot for the listeners out there. Uh, my vocabulary does consist of rad and bro and awesome and I'm stoked and you guys hear all that all the time but you know the swear words have been coming out of my mouth since a very very early in my life how very... are you on stage because I've well, seen you do comedy but I can't remember if yeah. I doesn't feel like that's a big part of your it, of your stage well, I'll, I'll, to set this up for today mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about swearing uh-huh. I want to talk about swearing in front of our children I want to okay. talk about I, and and I asked you this earlier and I and you said you came you were, I got some great statistics about yeah. how early swearing starts so which is crazy okay don't go into it yet but I, I, won't. I want you to but I'm um, excited I really wanted to kind of tackle this issue for the parents that are listening out there they got the teenagers uh, and, and the kids that are in fifth and sixth grade and then you got the toddlers uh, about swearing in front of your kids does it have any long-term effect Mm. uh for me i'll just say this really quick uh i grew up swearing i moved in with my dad when i was 14 years old my parents got separated so i moved in with my dad and my dad is super smart man you've Mm -hmm. talked to him before he's a linguist he's taught all over the world study of highly educated highly educated and i remember i was sitting with him at the dinner table and I was just every other word out of my mouth was f this and f that. But what 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 he said to me was, and I think this might apply to my stand up is he goes, Joe, 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 you you can't swear that much. And I go, and when I was a kid, and he goes, I go, why, Dad? And he goes, I I just don't hear it anymore because you swear so positively. You just said I f and love you, Dad. I f and love this pasta. <laughs> I f and love I love this glass of milk. Oh my gosh, Dad. You know how f and awesome it is living with you. And he goes, and it was so positive. I just stopped hearing you say it. And he's like. Like I've never, he goes, I would love to do a study on you mm. because I've never heard anyone use the F word in such a positive, positive way. affirming way. Great. With love all of that said, uh, w- and we'll get into it maybe with, later on with, with standup is that I just, I just always have felt if I wanted to be taken seriously, I needed to take that language out. And even as a small kid, when I got into punk rock, uh, the band's like the Ramones, mm-hmm. I noticed they never swore on their records. It was just, we- and it, mm. I was like, oh wow. Like. Maybe maybe I shouldn't do that. But for this conversation today, hearing Anaya Bogue drop the F-bomb in the parking lot, I was so blown away. <laughs> and, and I had to ask you, for, for the parents listening, I, I just got to say, how, like our question today is, first of all, w- when does swearing even start with kids? Because f- for my son and his friends, when they come over and they're in the front yard and they don't think I'm listening, th- the kid that has, I, there's this one kid, I'm not going to give his name because I don't want to sell him out. But he is the sweetest kid in the world, and he's dropping f bombs all over the front yard. I have to go out there and pick him up after he leaves. <laughs> like I'm tripping over f bombs. Like I, what happened on the way? I tripped over the f bombs your friends left out there. But when they're around me in the house, yes. they're not swearing. Yeah, um, there isn't one on one swearing. Mm-hmm. Where is this phenomenon? Like, 
Wow. Gosh, is that there's so much there, Joe. I love it. I love it. Okay, so so first of all, let me just go like I'll go directly to the data, which I'm in full disclosure here. I had not actually looked this up and I find this fascinating. So this one this one study I'm looking at says that swearing emerges by age two and becomes adult like by ages eleven or twelve. Now wait for this. Brace yourself. By the time children enter school, so let's say five, yeah. age five, the yeah. ripe old yeah. age of five. Um, they have a working vocabulary of 30 to 40 offensive words. 30 to 40. Yes. Like, where are they using them? Because that is baffling to me. Like, my eight-year-old never swears. I can't even imagine those words coming out of her mouth. My 20-year-old swears periodically, but it's definitely not part of, like, her, you know, she doesn't... She it's doesn't, not part of her vocabulary. It really isn't. Like, not in a, She'll do it for emphasis, which I think a lot of people do, like... Um, and it's interesting because she, both my girls, I mean, my husband, I, we, it was not a like, we don't swear at our, at our house. I, I said to you earlier, like, it's it's always a little surprising to me how many adults will be in my home or around my children, especially my little one, and apologize if they slip up and say any, like, even like things that I'm like, that's not even really a swear word. But um, so I've always come from the place when we were raising my older daughter, we would say things like, just FYI. It's not going to be like this in everybody's house. So if you're going to go have a play date with Sally and and you are going to, you know, talk like we talk, chances are Sally's parents might not want you to come back because people have sometimes I think like, you know, I, I think a lot of parents are sort of on autopilot, to be honest, about this particular subject is it's just like that you just don't do it. You know, and so we we don't really talk to our kids about, you know, how powerful language can be. That's what I want to drop into. Okay. Oh, let's, let's open up it. that discussion right now. Once again, you've used the, we're on the stage and our children are in front of us and mm-hmm. they mirror what we do. Yeah. How, how do you talk to them about language? Well, and, I, and do you open that discussion yes, up? Yes, yes, because I think it's really important. And I think that this applies not only to like traditional quote unquote swear words, but in, in general that words are powerful. It's like they have like, I would say they have like life force energy and the intention behind the use of those words. I mean, it's why we have, you know, uh, you know, when do you ever like we still will be like the N word, right? Well, because we have collectively determined that that the history of that word is so tough toxic and has been used in such a demeaning, derogatory, even violent way that you just don't say it, which to me is a really important acknowledgement of the power of words. Um, That being said, I think that to just sort of like have this blanket statement of, you know, you until you're such and such an age or until you're an adult, you just don't use those words without having a discussion around you know, what is the power of words and and beyond traditional swear words, what are other things that you might want to be careful about saying, things that are offensive to other people? I'm obviously particularly sensitive to words that are objectifying to women um, or, uh, you know, sexualize women or are violent towards women. Uh, you know, we go back to the Jay-Z example who, you know, finally after having a, a little baby girl of his own declared that he was not going to call women bitches in his in his in his music anymore like that's that's potent like you kind of have this different perspective yeah the, the i'm going to go back and as an example with with swear words using language i feel that what you're tapping into is you can use the opportunity of your child using a swear word instead of saying hey don't use that word anymore sitting them down and going all right let's talk about language make it a teachable moment yeah 
Absolutely. And that's hard in the sense that I know it's a trigger for a lot of you guys out there right now. I know we've talked about respect. I know we've talked about the different type of trigger that your son or daughter can say. And I know for a lot of parents out there, the swearing is definitely a trigger because in they grew up with, you do not swear in this household. Mm-hmm. I know I know people that have told me they never saw their father swear. They never heard their mother swear. And, and for me, I didn't grow up in that household in the sense that, you know, language, I didn't hear it a lot, mm-hmm. but I, I would say that growing up using that type of language, my parents both made it abundantly clear to me and I've tried to make it abundantly clear to, to my kids because they'll say, dad, you swear on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my youngest, my son, mm-hmm. you know, he'll watch a video and he'll, you know, you, like you said, the F word can be a very great word to throw in to make a very great potent thing. Also, people laugh when you say the F word. I've just learned that from mm-hmm. being on stage. It's, mm-hmm. And supposedly there's something about whenever you have a word that ends with K, like Interesting. truck or, you know, the, the word that I didn't yeah, say. Luck. It, it's weird. It's, I don't know. There's some, <laughs> a comic told me that once before. Uh, what, what I would say to my son though was, Hey, there's a time and place for that particular uh, language. Here I am in this club. It's at night in front of a lot of adults. They're engaging. We're all on the same page of this uh, atmosphere that we're in, yep. this language, not that it's acceptable, but maybe used. Everyone's on the sure. same page. That's why you can't roll into class and start throwing out swear words. Now, there was one thing that you mentioned uh, when we were talking about doing this show was a teachable moment with your kids is these words that you're using, remember, they come along with responsibility yes. and they also come along with the way people are going to think about you. Can That's you right. kind of dive into that? So yeah, and and I want to be I want to you know kind of tread lightly here because I I do think it's important um to always be conscious of steering away from making statements to our kids like you know, if you do that, people aren't going to like you. Okay. okay. Right? Because we want to be careful that we are not steering them like you need to be like everybody else or what should define or determine what you do in the world should be based on what everybody, what's going to make people like you. That is a just ticking time bomb in my opinion. But to say, like we said to our daughter, there could be consequences. I taught high school for 10 years and I would, I would say, and people who are close to me would be like, yeah, she's got a bit of a potty mouth. In 10 years of teaching high school, and let me just tell you, <laughs> like between the language you would hear in the hallways to just like dealing with almost adults, you kind of sometimes want to drop the F-bomb and be like, look. Um, <laughs> not once, not once did I slip. And part of that was important to keep a, a, a boundary, like to say, I am in a position of authority I am the adult here most of the time and diving or dipping into language that is slang that is, you know, for out on the, the, not the, not a playground in high school, but out on the courtyard or whatever is going to blur a line that needs to remain intact, right? Same by the same token, when you are, if you were giving a presentation at work, something that was formal, if chances are that if you want to be taken seriously, if you want to be viewed as, you know, a person who's focused on the the, the pure content and you're not relying on, you know, these emphasize these words to emphasize different bits. You're not going to do that. And so I think it's important to have that conversation about language being appropriate in different contexts and that it does have a life to it that we need to be aware of. And if you're going to use adult words, that comes with a certain adult responsibility, at the very least, some awareness of how they're going to land with your audience. Absolutely. One of the, the things that I always wish going back in time is that... 
you just touched on slang words. Mm. And in our household, slang has been used a lot. Anyone yes. that listens to this show knows that I talk that way. I, I have a joke about it on stage. Slang is your first language. Yeah, I have a joke about it all the time that I do. You know, in, in in a set where I, you know, I always say I wish I could have been a doctor, but you can't be a doctor when your vocabulary consists of bro and awesome and rad and I'm stoked. With that said, <laughs> in my household, what I've realized has happened was the way I speak, my son, now even a little bit with my daughter, the word bro and dude, and, and sometimes we have these conversations with each other and, you know, my son will, you know, call me dude and I'll be mm-hmm. like, dude, don't call me dude. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't call your father dude and Mm -hmm. he's like what are you talking about and my wife will step in and be like joe you know remember you this is what you've modeled and and now what you just (laughs) said to me is true you know i've i've definitely blurred the lines Mm -hmm. the line in our household Mm -hmm. it and for them i'd almost like to hear from them what they think like no dad i still respect you and i still think you're the guy and i'll listen to you or if they're like nah you're just the dude bro whatever i don't think it's that way but i would say this to parents that are listening right now you really do have an opportunity early on to kind of set up the the way that you want your kids to to listen to you and and i'm not saying that if i could go back in time i regret speaking Mm -hmm. like that you know what? Now yeah, take that back. I think I do. I think if I if I could do it all over again, I might not have used as much slang, but it would be super hard because they're with me so much. Yes. They hear me talking to my friends. They they you know I throw the cell phone on speaker, and you mm-hmm. got another grown man going, "Dude, bro, Sib, what's up? Yeah. Oh, dude, are we skating? Oh, dude, that place rips. No way, bro. Let's hey, you know what? Let's grab some lunch. <laughs> lunch. We'll wedge. I want to wedge, dude. What are you wedging? And my son. What does that even mean? Yeah, you know what my wife wanted to do what she wanted to make a, a, a dictionary with all the words I that i use it was, it was gonna be like a, a decoder didn't we do that with with george w wasn't there like a book oh, of bush isms maybe we need a book of I think so. i think so but my point being is how how do you feel for the parents that are listening right now that they've you know they they're afraid their son or daughter is going to hear the f word or, mm-hmm. you know and oh my gosh it's going to wreck their little mind mm-hmm. and now that you just threw this information in that by the time they go to school they got 30 of their own words yeah what, it's an uphill would, climb apparently. for a parent r- right now what would be your advice on you know how you kind of want to set the table when it comes to language i think like all things that we teach our children nothing should be because that's just the way it is. Mm. I think that nothing really takes hold if it doesn't make sense. In the earlier years, there's things that were sort of just, you know, the basics, like, you know, teaching please and thank you, for example. Um, But I think, you know, as soon as you can, it's important to help. I don't think anything is done sincerely without understanding. That's what I'm saying. So if you have kids walking around being like, well, I'm just not going to swear in that context. Why? I don't know, because you're just not supposed to. You don't want anybody. You know, I, my personal feeling is that we don't want our children doing anything just because or because somebody said so, because it's setting them up for dangerous territory. I think that this is yet another opportunity to have a conversation about the power of language, which I'm going to say again, goes well beyond just swear words. And I want to go into that right now. So we started out with using the swear words. Um, when it comes to language, uh, I know down the road, um, we're going to be doing a show on consent. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got to get Dr. Patricia in here to make that happen. Yep. With that said, with the talk of language with your with your children, how early do you sit down and, and, and start talking to them about what words mean? Like you said, the N word. Yeah. I remember my son said to me, uh, Dad, you know, what's the worst word out there? Yeah. He goes, is it the F word? Is that the worst word? Right. And I go, no, it's not. And yep. he goes, it's not. And he goes, what is? And I go, N word. 
Yeah. I go, I'll tell you right now. I ever hear you say that word, yeah. it's going to be a different kind of yes. day for you. Yes. Not like, you know, physically or yes. any of that, but like, we're going to, dude, I'm telling you right now, that's just not going to happen. Right. I go, you drop a couple F words. I don't want you, you know, I, I'd like you not to use that language yeah. because I'm not proud. I use that all the time. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, there is a worse word. And I remember he really took that in and was like, got it. And then the first time he ever heard that word, at, you know, at a park, yeah. he was like, dad, these kids yes. threw that out there. Yes. And I said, no way that, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. I can't believe you said yeah. that. And the, and the kid was like, what are you talking about? Just because they, they didn't even know, I think yeah. the power behind that, that word. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember, um, and Maya Angelou has said many really just potent, powerful, wise things. Um, but I remember her, hearing an interview or something with her where she talked about that there was an understanding that when people came into her home, that there were certain, like there was language that was just like, you know, she'd hear somebody out of the corner, you know, saying something, she'd be like, uh-uh, not here. Because those words stick to my walls. They, their energy becomes part of I this I totally believe that. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so, so I think therefore, like that to me is such a rich conversation is to say, you need to say what you mean and mean what you say and not flippantly throw words around, not understanding the the weight of them, the power of them. And, you know, the thing about language that's so important is our voices and the way that we express ourselves ourselves through language is really the bridge between our inner and outer worlds. So my thoughts are going on and they might have words attached to them. Sometimes they're in images, but my sharing of those thoughts with you is a really powerful exchange. And I want to make sure that I articulate what I actually feel, what I actually mean. And having a conversation around something like swearing, which is kind of a light, you know, can be a little uncomfortable or taboo or, you know, the kids are probably, in my opinion, going to be psyched that you're actually having a conversation about swear words with them. But what a powerful teachable moment to start explaining to them this, the responsibility that comes not only with words like that, but like when we talk about the N-word or we talk about, you know, using, you know, racial slurs or words that have the intent of doing harm, violence without physical contact, but instead communicating violent intent through words. I've always thought it was really strange that, you know, we'll have these um, ratings for different shows and and like swearing will be out of the question, but you can have people blowing the crap out of each other. Like, are you kidding me? How, whoever decided that saying, you know, and, and yet these are, these are important, in, important um, uh, uh, bits for us to, to help our children be aware of in the world. And then to, to make informed choices and to sometimes learn the hard way. You know what? I slipped up and I said the F word in math class today. I got detention for the next week. Hmm. Okay. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about. It's all about going back to what you just said. Teachable moments. It is. And this as is a, a parent, as a parent, I'll tell you a lot of times those teachable moments come around at the worst uh, the, you're like, is this really happening right now? And it is so hard uh, to just power through your day and be like, oh, you got in trouble for that? Yeah, well, don't say that again. Or, hey, I just heard you swearing out front. No more doing that. Yeah. Hey, you're talking on the phone. You said this. Stop doing that. And instead, what we have to do as parents, and I know for me, is you have to, you know, you have to stop at that moment and use that as a teachable moment and put more, more behind your no. And reasons why. Yeah. And you know, another little bit I just thought of as I'm, as I'm listening to you is I've also heard people say, don't be lazy. 
Like, don't start using, like, the F word instead of, like, saying what you really mean because it just becomes easier. And I think I've heard that a lot with comics. Like, oh, it's just, like, it's, oh, it's, it's so easier. Lazy. Yeah, for you just to be, like, throwing a few F-bombs and that's going to make it that's gonna make it funny because people are either slightly uncomfortable or just sort of taken aback instead of really getting, you know, down to the nitty-gritty and yeah. creating great content. Yeah, and, and you know, love him or hate him. I'm, I'm a fan. Jay Leno once said uh, he, he didn't swear because he felt that was the easy way out. And mm. if the joke needed to have, you know, the F word in or something like that, he would work harder to, to make it not hit uh, to, or to make it so that it would hit. And uh, he used the example of one time he saw a comic, you know, come out on stage and just say, you know, I F and hate, you know, L.A., and everyone laughed like that was yeah. the first thing out of his mouth. And and and, and he kind of sat in the back of the room and said, yeah, you, you, know, you got to laugh, but you need to ask yourself, what kind of laugh are you getting? Yeah. Now we're going down a whole other world. Uh, and this is not a comedy podcast. I, I, I love nerding <laughs> out. I love nerding out on that. Uh, it's It really is the power of language, what I've learned. And I loved what you said about words sticking to the wall. Uh, I totally believe that. I feel that uh, we're here on this planet and at some point – there is going to be uh, uh, some sort of, it's almost like, you know, this is your life. Did you see the ever the Albert Brooks movie where like they had all the, the tapes of everything that he had done in his life. And like, the, it was like these videotapes, like, remember when you did this, remember wow. when you said that. And I do believe at a certain point that there is, uh, let's say for this, for this conversation, almost a master recording of all the things that we've said, all the words that we've used, uh, what we really meant to say was this, but what we did is say it this way and use these words words and you got to ask yourself do you really want to have all of those recordings out there when you don't have an opportunity to go back in time and take back what you right. said and and or just what do you want the recording to look like exactly. or sound like and exactly. just move through the world world consciously and if yeah. we do it as parents we're going to guide our children to do the same and i think that's really the that's, that's the, the gist of it yep. that's the gist of it uh before you split uh for 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 the parents that are listening to the show uh do you do do we both agree that even if you don't swear around your son or daughter mm -hmm. after the statistic you just read yeah. that they're still going to have 30 to 40 words before before they go to school I think so I wish we because, had the list of those 30 because, or 40 and especially words now let me just say that I'm guessing that this is probably this is probably a super recent study I should have looked at the date on it because remember that the that there's one thing to have like with regular network you know, pro TV programming yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But now that kids have access to other content, like via the internet, there just aren't the same filters. And so, you know, I think that they're probably hearing, and they're hearing it in music now too, in a way that I think, you know, in our generation, it just was not as common to to hear it. So yeah. anyway, uh, and you, And you did mention with Jay-Z, like using bitches and hoes as yeah. an example. That's been a big thing where my son and I or daughter will be listening to music. And, and when that rolls through, because the style of music they're into, they're into pop music, they're yep. into hip hop. So that'll come through. And I'm always the first one to be like, hey, I know you like this jam, but check it out. Do you like what's being said right That's there? That's right. You know, and half you. The and ha but half the time they're like, they'll say to me, it's dad, I know, but, but sometimes, and I respect that. We're like, dad. Check it out. Like, I know not to refer to women that way is part of the song. Sorry, I'm not going to not listen to this jam because of that. And then I kind of go back to when I was a kid. And as much as I don't like it, you know, when my dad would probably walk by my bedroom and, and I was listening to Crucifix and it was dehumanization. It was about just you yeah. know, anarchy and we're going to take over the world. We're going to blow everything up. You know, he didn't pop his head and be like, hey, you're not building the bomb in there, are you? Yeah. Like, no, I'm 
<laughs> I like Crusoe, you know, whatever. I'm just using them as an example. Yeah. Uh, but but, but I we do, do want to be conscious of that. Yeah. We do. I mean, that's, and especially, you know, think think about again, you being in your room, like playing your boom box or whatever, yeah. versus kids that are walking around a good portion of the day with the earbuds in and just literally like channeling this language, which again, I, I personally feel very strongly like spend less time on like the traditional swear words and 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 be have your eyes and ears wide open for like the the language that is is speaking in a derogatory way about different people in the world that is objectifying that is violent that is encouraging violence that is you sexist know, all those racist that is so, yes th- those that's the stuff that I think that we really need to look that's the things that are going to truly define the human beings we are versus you know, words that we happen to throw out for, you know, ex- to be cool or to make a certain expl- exclamation or, you know, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm out of words. Hey, you know what I'm proud of? What? That you and I have never sweared on this show. I know. It's pretty good. So when we come in. It's impressive. It is. <laughs> it is. And the whole entire time I've been on the radio, I've been on the radio for, I'm coming up my 13th year. I've never, I've never, I've never swore on yeah. a program. I've never in an interview dropped an F-bomb or anything like that, which is really weird because literally I walk out of the room and I kind of slip back into yeah I know who I am it's but, fascinating but it's really funny you know I'll just leave everyone with this for for the parents out there that, that do swear and they're like oh gosh I'm aware of it try to take a day and every time you're about to use those words to describe your feeling or what you're trying to say stop yourself for a second and don't use it and it, it, it's a little it's fun because you find yourself picking other words yeah. and using other adjectives and using other uh other adjectives describe those feelings that you're trying to get out instead of saying that that one F-bomb that just summarizes everything. You know what I think would be a great exercise? I hear a lot about, I've of course never done this because I would lose every time, but is people who have like the the swear jar, you know, like every time you say a swear, you got to put a quarter in or a dollar in. If you're not here to this, like this is what some oh, parents no, no, do. no, I totally know. Because- you know what I think would be a great alternative is if your kid swears and that's the thing you don't want them to do, or just even as, again, to follow on this sort of teachable moment, is that you come up with like a vocabulary vocabulary word of the week that's actually going to expand their vocabulary that they have to use <laughs> as punishment for using much more so you're simple saying that, like that the source is in the car with you when you're yeah, driving them around sure all right all right you what know else? what i thought you were going to say this that if your son or daughter swears pay them i thought you're going to say like i thought nah. you're going i thought you're going the other way like, no <laughs> no no. All right. You know, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. All right. For the parents out there, uh, I'm going to tell you right if now. If anybody that, does that, I want to know about it. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to pull that off. <laughs> I'm just going to swear less. I'm going to swear less and, and pick my words and uh, continue down the path of maybe using other words so that when I hear that final recording, I know there's plenty of F-bombs on there and I know there's a lot of stuff that I said that was really, really stupid and silly, but I'm going to try to... Uh, say ap- what you mean, mean what you say. Yeah. And after the age of 50, maybe my record... You know what I'm going to do? You ready for this? The first half, the, first half of my record, uh, side one, there's a lot of swear words. Now when you flip it over, because I'm turning 50 this year, it's nice. going to be a different vibe. Nice. Love Diff- it. Different energy. That's a good idea. Thank you guys so much for listening to Rad Parenting. Uh, once again hit us uh, emails questions concerns anything that's on your mind i always tell you guys to hit me up at radparenting dot uh, radparenting at gmail.com and um you know spread the word of the show uh, like we, us on facebook like us on facebook for sure go to our rad parenting facebook share page. when we share our our episodes we yeah. want more people listening and that's one of the things we don't really do on the show that much you guys i know when you listen to other podcasts they really hit home do this do that and 
they have the commercial in the middle and it's just a nay and I in a room running this ourselves literally. Uh, but the more you guys share the program and the more you turn it on to your friends, the better. And, um, with that said, I want to thank you guys all for listening and Anae and I are out of here. Um, and oh, be sure to write a review on, um, on iTunes, iTunes if you can. Yeah. All right. My name is Joe Sib. And Anae Bo. And we're out of here for Rad Parenting. Late. Late.